I am Chris Michaels. You are listening to The Last Call Podcast. And, well, I'm going to start off with Texas. If you don't know what happened, Texas was in the process of securing the southern border. And so they decided to put up razor wire and all that. The Supreme Court then said, no, you can't do that. And the Border Patrol has every right in the world to go down there and cut all of the razor wire. So you have the Supreme Court going alongside the Biden administration's wishes to allow unfettered illegal immigration into this country. No sort of background checks, nothing whatsoever. Just everybody comes in. And guess what? You'll all be able to vote in 2024. And wouldn't you know it, if you would like to become a citizen of the United States, all you have to do is join the armed services and fight in some foreign land. And if you survive, you can come back and be a citizen for your duty that you served to the Americas. Um, Okay, whatever. So Texas saw this and went, well, no, we're going to continue to do what we do because we have a duty to protect not only Texas, but we also have a duty to hold you accountable, the executive branch of the United States, in securing the United States. Abbott said that the authority is the supreme law, that authority is the supreme law of the land, and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary when it comes to whether or not Texas can defend itself and protect itself because it's in the state constitution. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as state law, to ensure the Texas border. Now, you have a whole bunch of Democrats coming out saying that Biden should take control of the Texas National Guard and end any of this disruption once and for all. So why do we think that the governor of Texas is allowed to do something like this, which is basically to say that, one, we think that the administration is illegitimate by not protecting the border. It's not doing its job. Two, we don't believe in the Supreme Court's unbiased opinion because if they are allowing this border to be unfettered, and allowing streams of illegal immigrants to come across the border unchecked, then uh, the Supreme Court is, in fact, compromised for the Bidens. So why would they be allowed to do something like this? And it's very, very simple, in my opinion. We're starting to look at a schism between the federal government and the states. And part of that schism has to do with money. All you have to do is go over to TexasBullionDepository.gov. It's all there. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Buy, sell precious metals. You're allowed to store it there. They're allowed to trade it. You're allowed to deposit, whatever it is. This means that Texas has its own financial infrastructure in place. And it's backed by real things, unlike fiat money from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, which is, trust us, Uh, This dollar is worth a dollar. Uh, And oh, by the way, you're just trading debt. It says so right on the money that this debt is legal tender, blah, 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 blah. It's not backed by anything. The Texas Bullion Depository is backed by stuff. So you're starting to look at new economies emerging across the United States. Many, many states have a new depository, a new bullion depository. Kansas is one of the most craziest versions of what's out there, uh, you could do all sorts of things. You can you can buy, sell, trade any kind of heavy metal, metals, anything you want. You could do it through there. So you're seeing that Texas is going. Well, guess what? It's also in our constitution. 
whether or not we want to be part of the union itself. Uh, and they have to vote on that, or they can actually uh, cause a vote on it. So Texas is in the driver's seat here, and they're thumbing the nose at the Biden administration for what they're doing uh, to the United States and so on and so forth. So you have to watch out for that because there's probably more of that to come in 2024, especially since all of the wokesters and the Republicans that hate Trump and the Democrats are hell-bent about going against Trump in any such way as possibly they can imagine. Wow, talk about Kamala Harris' word salad as I'm trying to pull something up here. So New Hampshire actually went in the way that I thought it would go. Nikki Haley lost. I even brought this up on yesterday's podcast. Nikki Haley lost, but she didn't lose enough to drop out. She didn't lose 75 to 25. However, if you take out the Democrat voters, you suddenly find that Nikki Haley is trailing behind Trump exponentially. What do I mean by that? Up there in New Hampshire, Democrats are able to vote for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is backed by, as I've brought up many times, Democrats, okay? So the Democrat party machine is trying to put Nikki Haley in there, okay? That's why Nikki Haley is still in the race. That's why, like I've said, the Democrat voters do not want Joseph Biden. Their pick right now is not Joseph Biden. It is Nikki Haley. But they can't oust the incumbent president. It looks bad. I brought up the strategy many times. Biden wins the primaries, gives the delegates to somebody else, either Gavin Newsom or big Michelle Obama. Either one, because you cannot have another Biden presidency. Uh, what are you going to do? He's going to keel over. I doubt he's going to live, right, if he, if he wins again. He's going to keel over, and then you're, you're going to have Kabbalah Harris in there. Does anybody want Kabbalah Harris, Democrat or Republican, to be president? I don't think so. So they have to find out some way to get rid of him. Their first choice is Nikki Haley because she's basically a Democrat running on a Republican ticket. Look at her record. She's all about illegal immigration. She's all about gas taxes, increasing gas, green stuff, all that crap, right? And her husband is part of a massive defense contractor interest group, which would like nothing more than to start more wars all across the planet. So she is entitled to start even bigger conflicts in Taiwan, Africa, uh, Eastern Europe, on and on. So we don't want somebody like it, that in there, but the Democrats do. So the other part that is so important about this is that the New York Times came out and said, oh, the exceptionally high turnout on Tuesday underscores the electrifying effect Mr. Trump has on the electorate, driving loyal supporters and determined opposition to the polls as his divisive style of politics both inspires and revolts. What the New York Times is messaging right there is that despite the fact that the Democrat elites and the Democrat operatives went out in droves and supported Nikki Haley, she still lost big time. And so that means that there are far more Trump supporters out there that are able to counter any methods of cheating. So New Hampshire, all of these primaries, they're basically testing grounds, and they want to test how well Donald Trump wins these primaries. 
It's not because they they actually think they can defeat him. They have to come up with ways to cheat. And so what they're looking to do is determine different ways of cheating that doesn't look so obvious, but they ultimately win in the end. And I would suspect that the electronic voting machine method and the mail-in ba- uh, ballot method of, oh, we've got disease X and another COVID, COVID-24, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that is going to deter Trump voters at this point because they've seen what has happened over the last four years under Joseph Biden, and they're not having it anymore. Now, before anybody says, well, Nikki Haley is just out, she's going to be... Trust me on this one. I think she's going to be in there a little bit more. Uh, People are saying she's going to drop out by South Carolina. That's in uh, in about a month, the South Carolina primaries. So maybe she will. Uh, I don't know. However, you have this beady-eyed pig, CEO of LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman. Hmm. The the guy is enormous, and he is part of the instrumental effort to get Trump out of office one way or another. He backed up the the Russia hoaxes. I think he's even backing up uh, E. Jean Carroll. Or, no, you know what? No, I don't think it's him. Uh, but he backs up all of these Trump conspiracy theories. He's an enormous slob that looks like he swallowed a beach ball. And we find out, according to CNBC, that he gave— Uh, a pro Nikki Haley super PAC, which probably is going to be her own fundraising arm. He gave them about $250,000. However, he has no immediate plans to help her again. There's a couple of ways to look at this. One, he's a Democrat. And two, he doesn't really like Nikki Haley. He was just throwing the money behind her because the other candidate, Joseph Biden, is not going to serve his purposes. He no longer believes in the Biden administration. There's a couple of other ways to look at this. He doesn't support Nikki Haley anymore. Doesn't believe in her. Uh, He's going to use dark money channels. So, you know, bag men, money laundering, essentially, even though it's legal, to back Nikki Haley still. It's just the funding is not going to come directly from him. It's going to go through different arms of the whole thing. Or, as the rumors have come out, Uh, the Barack Obama fundraising campaign arm from uh, his presidential campaigns, they're now back in business, supposedly helping Joseph Biden get his campaign off the ground. Here's how you really have to look at something like that. You have to say, okay, we all know Barack Obama does not like Joseph Biden. Uh, And on top of that, we're now hearing more and more rumors that Michelle Obama is going to be in the seat for the Democrat nomination to run for president against Trump. So it doesn't take that much of a stretch to realize that if we have Barack Obama's campaign infrastructure in place, more than likely... Michelle Obama is getting ready to set up her own presidential campaign. That's what you're looking at here. It's they don't care about Joseph Biden. They never wanted him in the first place. Remember that quote from Barack Obama, never underestimate Joseph Biden's ability to fuck things up, right? So do you really think they believe in this guy? No. And they don't believe he has that many more years to live. I mean, just look at him and and look at the word salad he came out with last night. 
So you are now seeing in real time the Obamas setting up for another two terms by bringing in their people. It's not to help Biden. It is to get the donors, the campaign donors, the political donors like Reid Hoffman, ready for a Michelle Obama run. And they are contacting all of these campaign funding bundlers. So they have a whole bunch of people that donate all at once, and then they give it to the campaign. That's what they're setting up. Mark my words, if you have any Democrats out there, I promise you, if you ask some of the people that are in the know, like the leaders, they will start to tell you that. And it's not just that kind of corruption on the Democrat side, because I don't know if you saw this. This is the Daily Mail. You had Jeff DeWitt, Arizona GOP chairman. He was recorded on tape trying to bribe Carrie Lake to stay out of politics for two years. Two years. So in other words, they did not want any pro-Trump politicians out in the limelight. They wanted them all backed away so that they could put in somebody like Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. That's why they did this. And what's even worse is that he doesn't even hint about it. He doesn't even hint about it. He says, so the ask I got today from back east was. Now, when he says back east, he's in Arizona. So obviously it's somebody on the east coast, whether it's coming from Ron DeSantis's camp, or I would even suggest it could be one of these mega donors that don't care which party is in power. The same people that donate to Democrats and Republicans could be one of those people. Is there any company out there or something that could just put her on the payroll to keep her out? That is what Jeff DeWitt asked Carrie Lake. So Carrie Lake ran for, uh, I think she ran for what, governor or senator? I think she was governor uh, back with Trump and all that. This is about defeating Trump, she says. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. And he goes, just say, is there a number at which, and she goes, I can be bought? That's what it's about. So obviously he pulls out, tries to back off. She says, this is not about money. It's about our country. And even worse, he says at the end of the recording, it's about 10 minutes long. Don't tell anybody this. Don't release the tape. If anybody, I got to turn in my badge if, if this happens. I mean, this droopy-eyed slob, just this reprehensible dipshit, Jeff DeWitt, is caught on tape trying to bribe somebody to stay out of politics. This is how the real political arena works. Everybody that thinks, oh, it's a grassroots movement. Oh, so-and-so is just dropping out of politics to spend time with their family. No, that's not what's going on. They're being paid off. A lot of these payoffs come in the form of book deals. What they do is they go to some stupid book company, a publisher, like Simon & Schuster or something like that, and they pay the author up front. So it doesn't matter what kind of book sales you have. They are going to get paid the millions of dollars for the book deal. And they agree to stay out of politics, in this case, for two years. And even DeWitt goes, well, you know, you, this, isn't, this isn't something that you should be insulted by. Miss Lake. It's something that you should be honored by. You should be honored that we're trying to bribe you and pay you tens of millions of dollars to stay out of politics for the next two years until the whole Trump thing blows over. 
Why? Because we see so much potential in you. Yes, you are such a brilliant, strong candidate, but we want to put you on the back burner for a little bit. So we're going to make sure that you take care of us and we take care of you. And he even references this stupid analogy. Well, Washington, D.C., there's a lot of back scratching that goes on in Washington, D.C. Well, is there... I would assume there's a lot of back scratching, ball sniffing, uh, ass scratching, and everything else. All of that stuff, Mr. DeWitt, because James O'Keefe and the O'Keefe Media Group came out with another undercover video. Titus Warren, a Democrat working for Republicans in Congress. He was videotaped. And what did he say? He said that, guess what? Sexual orgies all across Washington, D.C. is an open secret. It is the normal case here. And if you see people coming into the White House, no, or maybe not the White House. Well, yeah, the White House or the Capitol building. or They're all late for a vote or something like that. It's because they went on a drug-fueled sexual orgy the night before, nine times out of ten. That's what he said. Titus, not me. Titus said it. He's validating everything that I've said. I've said it plenty of times that all of these politicians, they've got open relationships. That's why none of them leave. It's because they're all doing it. They're all being invited to each other's houses and apartments and condos or whatever else. And they're all fornicating with one another. Yes. So please, I mean, this guy is a, a Democrat working for Republicans. He said, every time I see Nancy Pelosi or we run into each other, sometimes I'll even go into her office and I'll just go in her candy bowl. I mean, there's a joke there to have, but I'm not sure if you want to make that kind of joke involving Nancy Pelosi and try to keep down whatever meal that you had last. He even goes further by saying that he was able to provide good intel on the inner workings and uh the way he called for a vote was a suggestion so in other words what he meant by that was both parties coerced the other one to vote in certain ways so if they have a very strong republican bill and it's meeting opposition they go to the other side of the aisle they go to the democrat side and say hey do you remember when uh you got vag blasted the other night what would happen if something like that came out into the open and then you really had a problem so you know you may want to make this vote you may want to vote for us we'll vote for you next time when you've got another bill that needs to be pushed through but you know you may want to come over to this side. that's what he means by suggestion that's how all of this works it's all about blackmail and since they all engage in nefarious activities all of them are blackmailable. In other words, all of them row in the same direction because they are all filthy. This is the same kind of methods that the Jeffrey Epsteins used. If you went to Jeffrey Epstein's island, you're probably fornicating with children and doing far worse things to those children afterwards or during. And since everybody's doing it, they're all blackmailable and they're all on the same side. As long as they take care of each other, they do not care about the people that they rule over. In other words, me and you. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to comprehend here. So he is only starting the release, O'Keefe, uh, of what he found out from Titus. Uh, and he's, he leaves it with this. Madison Cawthorn wasn't lying, neither. They have affairs, politicians. 
with other Congress people, and they have like parties and stuff. Ooh, like what kinds of parties? He said these parties get, quote-unquote, hot and heavy. And he contends that even though he's never gone to one of these parties, nor has he been invited, it is a fact and it's an open secret that these orgies exist. It happens a lot more than people think, he says. And he noted before telling uh, the camera that he thought it was a fiction or a joke before he began working in Congress. A majority of members that come late are nine times out of ten hungover from the sex parties the night before. And for some reason, this guy is buying luxury items like luxury handbags, luxury shoes, and luxury shirts. Where is he getting the money from? I would suggest that maybe... They are paying him off to keep quiet. Now they're going to be in a lot of trouble because this is only the beginning. This is going to be continuing all throughout 2024, the exposure in one form or another of all of these politicians that do not care about you. Now, I'm not saying that Trump is going to be the best but or the best person ever, but he is the best choice out of a cavalcade of morons that we have to be looking at for the next year that's it for me last call podcast with chris michaels you know what to do i'm going to be on another podcast with greg bolden uh we're going to speak about uh very interesting things about planetary shifts planetary changes we're going to be speaking to ben davidson excellent excellent person uh to to be listening to and it is going to be a rip snorting good time I just want to get that right. If you want, you can go over to um, uh, Tim Pool. I don't know if you listen to him and his podcast. Very, very popular podcast. Um, and he talks about that. And he actually had uh, Ben Davidson on there. Uh, so it's going to be an extremely good time. We'll talk about all sorts of things over there. So until tomorrow, I will be back in a scant 24 hours.